Amen. If you're just dialing in, I appreciate you guys stopping by and spending a little time with us. I appreciate everybody's here, people that come and go and, and give and pray. And today, I just want to say to all the fathers here and online, Happy Father's Day. Give the fathers a hand clap. All right. Now, I, I didn't look at the study on this. It just popped in my mind. But one time I looked, they said the most uh, telephone calls made in the year is for mothers. Now, I don't know where we come in. I don't know if we're like down on the line, guys, or not. But I know this. It's nothing like a phone call or a card or anything like that. And so with that being said, today, I want to take a few minutes as we unpack this. I was sharing with our church family earlier. I realize when we talk about fathers that everybody doesn't have the same makeup. It doesn't have the same great memories as maybe somebody else. But the good news is this. Today, we're going to be talking about our Heavenly Father and how we can become more like Him. And that's ultimately what I want us to see today. We're going to be talking about the prodigal son. Anybody ever heard that preached? I've preached it many times. I went back through some of my, my notes and everything. And every time that I go back through there, I love that story. I never get tired of it because I guarantee you we can relate as guys or young ladies or, or, or however. You know, I'm talking about young ladies, mature ladies. I want to make sure we got everybody. Young men, mature men. You notice I didn't say old. Right? I pray for wisdom. I'll say, Lord, tell me what's going on. But we can insert ourselves in that story at some time or another. And so as we unpack that today, I want to share this. We got a little bit of ground to cover. And I mentioned this earlier, and I want to share it with you guys that are online. Sometimes people will just look at just a certain time in your life or a scene in your life and maybe not know the whole backstory. So to understand things, we need to get the backstory. And I'm going to do a little reading to unpack some of the story that we have that Jesus shares in this parable. Matter of fact, I'll tell you this. As I study this, this is the longest parable that Jesus ever spoke on. There's a lot for us to glean and Every time I read God's word, when I turn around and just, Lord, show me more, he's so faithful to show us more. So today, with that being said, we're going to jump in. If you got your Bibles, we're going to be in Luke uh, chapter 15. Most of the stuff will be up here on the board. And we're going to read through a little bit, a little preaching, teaching, unpacking along the way. You'll probably say, man, buddy, you sound like you're saying that over and over. Guess what? If we do, just, just take it that the Holy Spirit realizes we need to hear it a couple times. How many people got to hear things a few times before you, you jump in? I know I do. I'm still listening to things. And I go, oh, that's what you meant. Well, I tell you what, Holy Spirit is so good to us to bring things to our remembrance. And that's what we've been sharing. I want to invite folks today, every Tuesday from 7 to 8.15, come on out and join in with the in-depth study of the Bible. When I say in-depth, I don't mean that it's hard. I don't mean that it's, oh, you got to be a, a theologian. I mean that we're just going to go another layer, another layer, another layer, because God's worthy, Right? Amen. So with that being said, I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to get Tim to follow along with me if he'd help me out. And I'm going to read a little bit of the backstory here. This is Luke uh, 15, and we're starting in verse 11, all right? It says, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them a story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want, I want my share of your estate now before you die. Now, we're going to, I'm going to read all this and then kind of come back and unpack some of this stuff. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. How many dads would half up what they got right now while you're still alive with your boy? Ding, y'all hear that pin drop? Just setting the stage, just setting the stage. 13, a few days later, his younger son packed up all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. Boy, I'll tell you what, I can relate to this story. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. Let me tell you what, when your money runs out, your friends, or so-called friends, may get gone. When you get hungry and you're flat on your back, that's a terrible thing, but most of the time, that's a great place to look up and see God, amen? We're going to keep on rolling. 17. When he finally came to his senses, nudged somebody, said, is that you or is that me? He said to himself, at, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I can tell you, when I moved out, I remember my dad said, uh, what are you doing? I said, uh, I'm married. I need to move out. He says, yes, you do. Because <laughs> my dad said, you marry off, you don't marry on. Okay. And then he says, uh, you, did, did you do a budget? <laughs> and I answered like many people said, sort of. Let me tell you, if you got a sort of budget, you ain't got no budget. You have no budget. 
you have a, you, <laughs> you have a hope so, right? He said, all right, let's get first things first. And I had a big amplifier. Back in then, the bigger was better. Now everything you buy is small. And he says, grab hold, son. <laughs> Roll that out there. And man, I tell you, for a season, I was like, woo, it's good. Yeah. I had three pieces of furniture that I got for $35. Not each. $35 for all three. Okay. Yeah, we're living large. That's right. And even my little three-legged table that we were trying to fix, we recovered it with a brown bath towel with those little, what is those little tack type things. But it was the fancy tacks. You know, you had to, yeah, they were, they were bronze. I'll just give you a little background. Anybody can, can anybody relate to this? Yeah. Yeah, you, you start appreciating things. I remember when the bills came. I was like, I wish I was home. I remember when the insurance was due. I remember when the car was broken, the inspection time was coming through. I'm preaching to anybody. If not, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming, baby. It's coming. But anyway, let's just go on. But I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. And this is what he thought, and, but my dad already helped me with this equation right here. He said, I will go home to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired hand. I will say this. My dad always told me this. He said, son. I might not agree with everything that you do, but you always got a place. That's cool. But to be honest with you, I think my mom made him say that. <laughs> but anyway, hey, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. He said, look, I don't always agree with everything you do, but I'm going to tell you what, you'll never live in the street as long as I, whatever I got, you got. Amen. Let's keep on going. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, I love this part, his father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son and embraced him and kissed him. Hmm. We could just go right over that, and it's oh, isn't that nice? Oh, we're going to dig deeper today. 21, his son said, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and, and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Let me just say something. We know that the Bible says that there is rejoicing in heaven over one that turns from their sin and comes to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, when's the last time you really thought about that? Woo, I'm saved. Amen. See, a lot of times we got to understand what we've been saved from and called to. Let me tell you, the hell is real. We don't need to go there. We will go there if we reject the only way out of there, and his name is Jesus, amen. So today we're going to be lifting up the name of the Lord. Everybody doing good so far? I forgot where I was at. 25, let's keep on rolling. Meanwhile, the older son, oh, there's another piece of the puzzle coming in. The older son was in the field working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. And he asked one of the servants, what's going on? Your brother's back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. Mm, let's just digest that a little bit. You're going to see what happens here in the next, next stage. What guy are you? What person are you? Are you the? Now, first off, we all know that the father he's talking about is our heavenly father, right? That's the picture. A parable is a story about things that we can really relate thing, these things in the world to heavenly things, okay? So we know that, first off, he's talking about the heavenly father. Then you got the guy that's a little rebellious. Anybody can relate to that? You don't have to raise your hand because we already know that, right? Well, I thought that was funny. Anyway, and then you got the, the I, I do everything right. I got it down. The religious type spirit. Let's keep on going. 28, the older brother was angry and even one young goat or a feast for my friends. Does that sound like a pity party? It started early in the Bible, didn't it? See, there's nothing new that's happening these days, really. Yet when, his son of, when this son of yours comes back squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fatted calf. He was getting right, right, right down to it, wasn't he? He didn't sugarcoat it. 
I've done everything right. I'm doing everything. Dad, I'm your man. I've done everything you asked. And when this son of yours come back after wasting all your money on prostitutes and wild living, look what you do. Is that how you do me? Can you see that coming down the pipe? Can you see that coming down the pipe? Look what the father says. His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me. And everything I have is yours. We, have to, we had to celebrate this happy day. For your brother. Give me my stuff. Give me my share. Can you imagine that? Now, even in that culture, let me tell you what happened. They did not him silly. And then he would gather all the family and the town people around and said, we don't know him. He's out. Don't ever come back. Right? But the, the, the father that Jesus has shown us is our heavenly father. The compassion. He knows what's going to happen. He loves him, but he says, you know what? Sometimes God will just give you over to what you want sometimes, won't he? So that when you come through all that, you'll realize who's your source. Let's keep on going with this here. He said, you know what? I would rather have your riches than have your relationship. That's a good thing to write down. He would rather have his riches than a relationship. Man, my dad left me a few things. I appreciate that. He gave me the 66 Mustang, and he gave my sister a car and a truck. He said, that's about equal. I don't want your sister to have this. She'll kill herself in that car. I said, okay. So I had the car, and it got rusted, and it wouldn't start. And I traded it off after a couple years. And so the things that he left me materialize, rusted and rotted. But the things that he poured in my life that I pretty much talk about every week are treasures that I'll never lose. I am so grateful. Stuff is good. I'm not preaching against stuff. But I wouldn't take any of that stuff compared to what my dad spoke into my life. I got to be honest with you. Last week was a busy week. And the week before that was a busy week. And I just live a busy week. How about y'all? So as I was getting everything ready, I'm, I'm, being, I'm just being transparent here. The other day I'd worked on all types of stuff, swimming pool, pump, all this. Because guess what? The preacher's got life things going on too, just thought I'd tell you. Right? You know? Yeah, you still got to deal with your children and everything else. And you say, I'm still working and doing all this. Ain't complaining. Just giving you a little snapshot behind the scene. And so I called my mom at 9 o'clock. Time to take your pills, mom. Okay, love you. Nighty night. Tucking you in. I'm getting all ready for bed. And my sister texts me. Just talk to mom, the AC's off. <laughs> well, how many know you can't leave a 90 year old lady with no AC, okay? <laughs> I get in the car, it's like, I gotta go, I gotta go. I'm going over there. But see, all it is is probably just a button. But see, when folks get older, things get a little fuzzy, right? And I'm going over there, I'm really not complaining, I'm just tired. And I was talking to my buddy, right? And he had texted me earlier, so I'm catching up. I said, yeah, man, I got to go over here and turn Grandma's AC back on all good. And he said, dude, I know you stay busy, man. And I know you love your mama. But I'd give anything to drive across town to turn my mama's air on. Woo! That'll get your mind right, won't it? Because his mama's gone. I said, thank you very much. Got there. What's going on? It's hot in here. <laughs> I said, come here. Mm, buddy, leave me alone. <laughs> Got the AC pumping. Kept on going. 
See, because in the midst of our story, some of those scenes are not real pretty. In the midst of those things, man, you're not always, yeah, you get tired, you get wore down and things like that. Well, let's just keep on going. So I said, look, how bad was this guy, this young guy? He He was saying, I'd rather you just be gone. Give me the stuff. I don't want the relationship. I want the stuff, right? Sometimes we just go through going through life and things just get crazy. But I also want to tell you when Jesus is telling this story, you know, he was talking to, if you look in the first couple of verses of that uh, chapter 50, he was talking to the Pharisees, the tax collectors, and the sinners, right? You say, well, what's the big deal? See, the religious leaders thinking, I got everything good. I'm good. And they were saying, why does he spend time with the sinners? Why does he spend time with the tax collectors? You know why they hated the tax tax collectors so much? See, the tax collectors was backed by the Roman government. And say, if you owed a hundred bucks, they'd come in there and say, well, the other four and put in their pocket. They weren't really liked. But where did Jesus go? Right out in the middle. Right out in the middle. See, a lot of times, see, a lot of people think, we just do church inside. No, you get filled up inside so you can go outside. So how bad was the youngest son, right? Well, guess what? He was just like us. He was just like us. He was in need of a Savior. Look at this. I'm going I'm to flip through here. Got a lot of ground to cover. You know what? I bet you that hurt the Father's heart. Think about that. I think about things in my life, things I said, things I've done, and I pray, and I've probably said this many times, I'm so glad that my dad lived long enough for me to wise up enough to realize how much he did for me and that I got to tell him. So on Father's Day, don't waste another day. Call your daddy. Call your mama. Call your brother. It doesn't matter. Call them and say, hey, you know what? I don't know what's going on in the past. I don't even care if it's my fault, not my fault. I ain't worried about faults. I'm worried about faith in the Lord. And if you got faith in the Lord, he is all about unity. Let it go, man. Let it go. I'm preaching to somebody here today. Keep on going. So look at this. He also wanted to take a shortcut, didn't he? We love shortcuts. How many people love shortcuts? Be honest, you do. I do too. But what we find out in life so many times, shortcuts often turn around and, and we just don't learn as much for some of the shortcuts. It, it, it turns out to shortcomings, doesn't it? You know, you just, you, you just, you just got to watch. I'm all about being effective and efficient. But look at this. <clears throat> he finally has a change of heart. But he didn't have a change of heart until the money ran out, right? Everything's good till the money gets gone and things get tough and things get tight. And I, I told my boys many times, and you've seen it, hey, you'll find out who your friends are when everything's gone. You will. Man. You got a good friend, boy. You've been blessed. Somebody to listen. Somebody to give you the benefit of the doubt. Got a friend of mine said, look, man, I'm going to tell you what. You imagine We'll worry about that, but I'm telling you, I'll never forget, and I'm going to be there for you. Wow! And you know what? That takes action. It's more than this, because when something comes up, they stand up. That's powerful stuff. But look at this. At a change of heart. How many know it's good to have a change of heart sometime? A good to have a change of heart. Look at this. And it says, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. See, a lot of times when we do stuff, we've got this whole spiel that we're going to give the Lord. We've got a whole thing. We're going to give him this, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm going to work a deal with you. Anybody ever try to work a deal with God? If you just get me out of this thing. Anybody that's ever done some drinking and woke up not feeling good, you have probably said that. <laughs> Lord, if you just let me live, I will never drink again. Don't raise your hand. I'm just saying. You probably, hey, if you know somebody that has said that, yeah, I will never do that again or whatever the case is. And then Friday comes. Right? 
Saturday comes. But as you look through this, this young man had it all. And he squandered it away. And, and he came to his senses. He didn't come to his senses when everything was good, when everything was stripped away. I'm here today. You don't have to wait till everything's stripped away. You can come to your senses now. Open up the word of God. Understand who Jesus is, what he's done for you. What we need is a loving Savior, and that's what we got. Will you grab hold of that? But so often we just keep on rolling. We don't even think about anybody else. It's all about us. Amen. So when we look at that thing there, I go, man, this culture was so different, wasn't it? Maybe a little, maybe not. But I'm going to tell you what. Hurt hurts. Does that make sense? Hurt hurts. And your words are powerful. Let's take a look at this. But look how the compassionate father was. Remember the son had a plan, didn't he? He said, when I get there, I'm going to tell daddy this is the plan. Dad, I'm, I'm going to get up there and, oh, daddy, oh, daddy, oh, daddy, oh, daddy, all this stuff, right? Oh, let's keep on unpacking. He said, I will go to my father, just like we read. He said, I'm no, no longer worthy to be called your son. I'm going to roll through this here and just preach right off the paper here. He goes through that, and he returns home. And I love this down here. And it talks about, he says, while he was still a long way off, the father ran to him. Let me tell you something about that culture. The guys didn't run. Can you just imagine this? The dad's looking back and forth. We did a study a couple years ago. I didn't realize this. Most of the time, guys, anybody getting married anytime soon? Couple, couple of folks. Don't get mad when I tell you some back history. Way back in biblical times, this is a, if, I wanted, if I wanted to marry, if I wanted to marry your daughter, me and my dad would go sit down with you, work a deal, how many camels, how many things, all these different things that we agree upon. And then you say, okay, then I would leave with my dad, go back to the family business, the family home, add on to the home. You gotta have faith right there, right? Add on to the home, which probably would take about a year. Then you would come inspect and go, okay. And he didn't give you blessing. That has changed. The daughters and the dads end up have to have to foot the bill. Thank you, Jesus. I had two boys. <laughs> I'm just saying. Everybody go back. Well, I kind of like the old way. <laughs> all the all the dads and the little girls say, "What's wrong with that?" Yeah. But anyways, you see how things come around. In other words, you weren't walking off with baby doll until things was right. And you're going to go prepare a place, and you're going to make sure everything is just so. You're going to make sure it's right, right? So he goes and he turns around. But while it was a long way off, it said, that dad was looking for him. Do you know what? In that culture back then, if he would have left, and he would have came back home, and everybody in the family and the neighborhood knew what he did, which they did, They'd have killed him. He wouldn't have made it back in. So dad is looking back and forth because his heart is for the son. And he goes out there and he runs out there. And he's getting ready. The boy's getting ready to give him the speech. But dad, what happened? He didn't give him time for the speech. Look at this. But the father, looking 22. But his father said to the servant, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Who's got the finest robe in the house? Dad's got the finest robe in the house. He's given him what he had again. Keep on going. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. Back then, if you had a ring, it was a seal. That's what they put on documents. Boom. Boom. That's how they did all their law. By doing that, he's saying, hey, he's sealed. He's mine. He's wearing my robe. And you know what? Put some sandals on his feet. Back in that time, only family wore shoes. Slaves went barefooted. He restored, reinstated that boy, not when he got back to the house, not when he, he turned around and said, well, I got everything right. Now, I know there's such thing as tough love and everything else. I'm showing you the love of a father in heaven. Because there's people sitting here today, there's people listening to that, and I've been that guy thinking, I have messed up so much. How could you love me? How could you use my life? Lord, have you ever got praying like that? You get to pray, and you just go, I got nothing else to pray. There's no words that I can say to say, forgive me. No words that I can say, well, I'm going to make it better. I'm going to do, what, what am I going to do? Look at this guy. Woo. I'm going to impress you now. You know what impresses God? A heart that's for God. Amen. A heart that's for God. And as we look through this, we start to see the love of the Father. 
you know what? I know in a crowd this big, and I know when people listen online, you say, well, I never had that father. Okay. I, I, I can understand that. And you might be sitting in here and say, I've never been that father. Okay. But God is that father. He's always been that father. He's always going to be that father. He doesn't change. He doesn't cast a shadow. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever, man. Is somebody excited other than me? Come on and say amen. That's what I'm talking about because this is what I see. Now, I'm not going light on sin. I'm going big on grace. I'm telling you about the love of the father. It's Father's Day. Every day ought to be Father's Day. My neighbor yesterday, I got out of the car, right? I said, happy Father's Day early. He said, every day is Father's Day. And I said before I even knew it, especially when things are broke. Dads, help me out. <laughs> yes, that's when you get to call. But you know what? I'm glad to call. I'm glad to call. And if they call me for help, them boys need some help, right? <laughs> if it's something broke. Anyway, now I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to do my very best. And many of my friends know this. I say this all the time, and I believe that I, I do what I say on this. If I got it, you got it. If I got it, you got it. I have put so little... I don't know, carrying on stuff. I'm, I don't care about people. I don't care. I really don't care. I don't want you to break my stuff. I don't want you to disrespect it or anything like that. But if I got it, man, use it. It's okay. It's all right. If it breaks, we'll try to get another one. We'll patch it, whatever. It's stuff. But man, this is the stuff I want people to know about here. I want them to know about the compassion of the Father. I want them to know that even if you're that son or you're that daughter, we got a compassionate Father that moves in love. Oh, we got to keep on rolling. How about that? Let's go ahead to the older son. Everybody doing good so far? But what about the older brother? Mm. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him. But he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing for you. You know, doesn't that sound like the Pharisees? I'm glad I'm not as bad as that Buddy Chapman guy. Look at me. I've done everything. I'm going to be honest with you. You're probably one of these two guys somewhere along the way. I'd probably respond like that, but not after this sermon. <laughs> I hope not, right? I'll be like, you've got to be kidding me. Dad, I'm your guy. Dad, you, you, remember, you remember when you choked on the chew in the back and I did the Heimlich? I, that was me. Dad, you remember when the car wouldn't start and I gave you my car? Dad, you remember that? You remember that, right, Dad? But, but, but Dad, you, you, can you see yourself going down the list? Look what he told him. He said, you've had everything. You've been with me. How about this? I haven't forgot about you. You're with me. I love you. Man. But you know what? We walk through things and, and we get that attitude. We get, we get all flustered and everything else. And we start holding up scorecards in life. Come on. You didn't do that for me. You did that for him. You didn't do that for her. You did that for me. Well, guess what? This is what, what I see in a lot of times in families and everything. Sometimes this one needs a little bit more loving or help than this one. But guess what? Sometimes it changes. You try to do what you can. You try to love them where they are. You try to keep on going. Sometimes it's, it's not always, oh, well, everything, it's just, everybody's different. Everybody's different. Denise and her sister are very different. But you hang out with them long enough, you can tell. When I first met Denise and her sister, she said, oh, that's my sister. I said, that ain't your sister. You know how girls get, oh, that's my sister. Right? <laughs> she didn't do all that, but that's my sister, right? I was like, that is not your sister. See, because I knew, I knew Ange when I, when I used to go to Farm Fresh. And I'd always go through Ange's line. i go, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Ange had a hair right there. And all that. And I was like, and I, then I saw Denise and I met them. And I was like, that ain't your sister, right? But then I talked to him. And I said, that's your sister. <laughs> that is your sister. And then, I, and then if an animal comes into the picture, I know to relate it. Because I'm going to tell you what, if we're driving down the road and there's a turtle, mosquito, bug, lost dog, whatever, Denise is like ready, slow down. She's like opening the door, man. She's like, let me get, we got to get out of here. I was like, we're on the interstate. And Angie's the same way, she did the same thing. Oh, there was raccoons, so I brought them in the house. What? <laughs> I'm just saying. But everybody's different. You know, you might have some of the same core values and we laugh about stuff like that. Me and my sister are very different. 
she's the sane one. I'm the crazy one, you know? She's kind of the, you know, the good one. <laughs> the smart one, you know? But I'm the guy, get it done guy. If you got something good, he's like, hey, I'm going to give it to this guy. We'll get it done. I remember when my dad passed away, I shared this story. And, they, and we'd sat down, and they said, I've shared this before, but got some different folks. They said, well, you know, uh, uh, who's going to do the funeral? And my sister said, my brother will be doing the funeral. Yes, I will. And my buddy said, hey, look, man, I know I've seen you preach. I know, I know that. He said, but, but look, you got to have a backup plan because sometimes people get emotional. He said, my sister said, he will do it. He can do it. He'll do it. I'll do it. But I had a backup plan. You know what my backup plan was? Same as the front plan. Jesus. Jesus. But see, the confidence that you can, you can speak into somebody's life. I was like, she's seeing something that I don't see. She's believing in me. See, a lot of times your baby brother or your sister might just need you to believe in them. Right? Maybe just because older brother is older or older sister is older, that don't mean they got all the answers. Amen? And I'm going to tell you what, times change. In, in my sisters, in my life, our role has changed back and forth. She's older, I'm younger, she's prettier and smarter. Y'all can help me out on that if you want. <laughs> but, but guess what? Sometimes the role changes. Sometimes I carry her, sometimes she carries me. That's what we do. And I'm grateful for what my folks taught me about stuff. Now, I will say this. This might be the benefit of, of a lot of things. We don't live in the same zip code. <laughs> if we live next door, we'd probably be choking each other. I don't know. I'm just being honest with you. I don't know. You know, but a little, a little room is not a bad thing sometimes. But I do love my sister. And if you watch, I know you're watching. I love you. So the oldest son comes back, and all he does is pick and, and, and pull out all the other things. You ever had somebody do that in your life? Come back and just say, well, you know, you did that, and you said this, and you did that, but look at me. My dad used to tell me that. If somebody's tearing themselves down, tearing someone else down to make themselves look better, they ain't got nothing going. You don't need to be tearing somebody else down. Cream will rise to the top. But through all this here, I understand the boy's heart was broken. I understand things was going on. But I'm going to tell you what. We got to look at the younger son. And the older son. But look at this. The compassion of the father. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed with me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead, and when it's come back to life, he was lost, but now he's found. Man. Anybody ever lost something and then found it? What do you do? You call everybody, you tell everybody. You jump up and down. You walk around. You do a backflip if you can. I mean, it's just a, woo, this is good stuff. And it's just stuff. How much more is it when your family comes back together? How much more is it when you turn around and you realize you see the compassion of the love of the Father? You can't contain that. That's why when we're out jamming, I don't care where we are, I'm going to tell them about Jesus. Give me a microphone. Let me tell you about Jesus. I used to be, I used to think, I would sit there and watch people talk and everything else. And I thought, man, I don't know why. If they told me to say something, I probably wouldn't say a thing. Because I didn't have the right message. But I got the right message now. The message is Jesus. There's never a time in our life that we can't go from where we are to point them to the cross. I don't believe that. I believe we can, we can always get them to the cross. Amen. You can have a message, you can have football, you can have this and everything else. Man, I tell you, people get excited about the football. They get excited about the races. Last night, let Sasha out. I could hear him going around. Going to town, going to town. Boom, about that time, somebody sent me a text that I didn't tell you about just yet. They said, would you like to play at the racetrack? I said, hey, 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 hey. In turn three, let me tell you about Jesus. On your mark, get set, praise God. So I got to check the date and see if we can do that. It'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Because I'll tell you what. I believe we need to take the message outside of the church. Because y'all know I'm big on that, right? I got saved outside the church. I wasn't banging on the door. I wasn't clawing on the door. I wasn't looking to sign up for anything. Didn't want to cut the grass at the church. Didn't want to get involved in anything like that. But they loved us enough. Got to put it in somebody's heart enough. 
the burden for lost souls to come out and share that. Do you got that burden? Do you have the love and compassion that the Father did? Look at this. What does compassion look like? What does that love look like? It forgives. It has grace and peace. We were studying the other day when you see all the letters in the epistles written that talks about my grace and peace to you. See, before you get peace, you got to have grace. And that's what we have. It's by grace we're saved through faith, not of ourselves. But it is a gift to God. How many times we just don't want to open that gift? Let's keep on rolling here. So in verse 20, he said, he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, I know I must have really liked that. I put it in there twice. <laughs> his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran and embraced his son and kissed him. Man, can you imagine what it's going to be like? Can you imagine what it's going to be like when we come into glory? When we turn around and we say, man, let me tell you what. That last breath here and the first breath there. I don't know exactly how it's going to be, but it's going to be awesome. The other day, uh, what's today? Today's date. Somebody tell us. 23rd? 20th? No, it's not done. 15th? Something like that. 16th? Something like that. Well, it ain't the 11th. That's where I wanted to get to. On the 11th, I remember to come up on my calendar and I said, the 11th, why is the 11th so important to me? 25 years ago, my grandma died on the 11th. But what was interesting in that, that 25, 20 years before that, my grandfather died on the same day. It is what it is. But I always remember that. And I remember it because I just started dating Denise and everything. And grandma, boy, you got to watch grandma. Grandma will get you jammed up, boy. I'll give you a little grandma story real fast. I was dating this girl before I met Denise, and uh, it's a good thing to say that right after before I met Denise. And, and we were going, we would, we would go shooting, right? We'd go to the range. And she'd come over, they say, hey, grandma. My grandma was living with my mom and dad at the time. She said, look at this. She showed that silhouette. Look at all that. She said, oh, that's good, honey. That's good. She went to the bathroom. My grandma said, come here. I said, she said, you better sell that gun. That girl can shoot. <laughs> good word, Grams. Good word. So time went on, and you do different things. Then I met Denise, and my grandma was, my grandma was on her last leg, man, but I wanted her to, to meet my wife because I know she was the one. And my grandma was laying on that bed, and Denise comes back there, and Thomas comes back there, and she says, hey. And I lean over, and grandma's good boy. She said, you always get the pretty ones. Way to go, Graham. Put me in there. You know what my grandmother said, don't you? Right? Way to go. Right? Way to go, Grams. She didn't tell me to sell the gun. She's a, she's a keeper, right? But, you know, you go through those things and you go through those times. And I think about different actions and different things in my life. And, and, and sometimes it wasn't so much what somebody said. It was what they did. It was that they were there when nobody else was there. That they offered to help when nobody else would help. You know? I'll tell you what, it's, it's tough when you, how many, times, how many people love asking for help? You know, you just don't ask for help. What time is it? Oh, y'all, we got time. I got to tell you this story. Back when I had my house in Fox Hill, we didn't have all this central air. I had me a 10,000 uh, BTU air conditioner in the kitchen. Well, it went belly up, so I had to get that. So I called my buddy, I said, hey, man, I need some help getting this AC out of there. Man, I'll get over there tomorrow. I said, man, it's hot, babe. That's on the back of the truck. I need to help get around there. Call somebody else. Bring, bring, bring. They had caller ID back then, so I know they knew it was me. Anyway, I, got, I said, that's it. Anybody ever get mad and just go, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Come on, help me out, fellas. You know you did. So I snatched that thing. I mean, I'm sweating, man. I snatched that thing out of there. I'm walking around there. And I had my dogs back there. And my dogs would... Jump the fence. So I had this electric fence around there. And I'm sweating, and I'm getting close to over there, and I'm getting ready to go over there. And so I lean the metal frame of that broken air conditioner down on the metal fence that is electrified. Whoo, daddy! Ugh. After it got finished, tack welding that thing on there, burnt me right across here. And my dog's going, hey, 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 how you like that? <laughs> got over there, got the AC back in there, everybody come over. I, I had a little pool party and everything after that. They said, what happened to you? Ah, oh, it's nothing. <laughs> That's why I can't grow no hair on my chest in this day probably. Got zapped, man. Burned the fuzz right off my chest. 
But guess what? Everybody showed up for the pool party, but didn't show up for the AC lifting. I will tell you one other thing. Don't ever tell anybody you might need them to help you lift stuff. Because when I bought my PN, I ain't tell them nothing. I said, hey, man, what's going on? I said, man, I could really use man. I said, I want to talk to you. I need to talk to you. What's up? See, they thought it was some juicy gossip, everything. They rolled up there, all five of them. I said, grab the piano, baby. <laughs> Y'all got me. That shock therapy did something to me on that day. <laughs> day. I'm going to get you there. We got on that thing. My buddy said, I'm going to tell you what. When you move, I'll pay to have somebody else take that. Or we'll cut it in half and put it in a fireplace. I ain't moving that thing no more. But, you know, it's good to laugh. But I, I, I share these stories because we learn things through life, don't we? We think we got it figured out. We see in this story here, we see the love of the Lord, man. We see the love of the Heavenly Father. And as I was studying this week, I saw something different that maybe I hadn't seen to this level before. I saw, I understand it was about our Heavenly Father. I understand Jesus is telling the story and everything else. I understand all that. And I understand that there's, a, there's the younger son and the older son. But what I didn't think about was that going to happen right there. <laughs> what I was going to think about is this. There's a third son. There's a third piece of the puzzle. Jesus was telling the story. He was telling the story. Where was he telling the story? He was telling the story to the sinners, to the prostitutes, to the guys that thought they had it all figured out, right? He was taking the story to us, to us. Where are you taking the story to? Jesus is sharing the Father's heart. Jesus is explaining grace. Jesus is revealing God's love in action. God's love in action. That's what we see over and over. He's pointing to the Heavenly Father. So you know what? What story is your life telling? Are you sharing the Father's heart? Are you explaining grace? Are you showing grace to other people? See, you don't give grace because you're going to give something back. You give grace because that's what grace does. God's unmerited, unearned favor. You, you, you give grace. See, you do that when somebody can't pay you back. Got my clock back here. I'm going to share this story, and I shared it before, but there's a new face. This is not a buddy story. It's, it's a grace story. I had a friend of mine call me. This has been years ago. And he told me, I'm in a field, and I have a shotgun in my hand, and I'm telling you the directions, so when I shoot myself, you could tell me where to come and get me. Didn't sign up for that one. I go, what? And I begin to talk to my friend. And I've been begging with my friend, and the guy that's in the truck with me at the time's hearing this, I go, you need to pray. Because I'm thinking, if I say the wrong thing, it's going to go boom. His heart was so hurt. His life was so upside down. Everything was going on. I said, can you get to my house? Can you get to my house? He said, I ain't got no money. I said, I, he said, I got a little bit of gas. And he was driving, he's driving and driving and driving. He called me, he goes, I said, see if they will take my charge card over the phone so get gas in the truck so you can come here. They wouldn't do it. He called me back. And he said, can you believe this? I walked across the parking lot and a $10 bill blew out there. Whoa, come on, tell me God ain't moving. He's moving. I said, look at that. Look at that. That's, that's God. And he came over and I fed him. And he did a few things and he, he, he got back on his feet a little bit. And he, he had to have some other jobs and stuff and, and everything else. And he said, I need some money just to get this job going. Please, please, please. I'm not telling you this because of buddy. I'm going to show you. I'm going to put it back in the story, please. So he told me he needed X number of dollars. It wasn't a crazy amount. but anyway. So I gave him double. See, I wanted him to see the father. I wanted him to see God. I wanted him to see God. Not buddy. I'm not the, I'm not the source. I'll just be the hand that helps, right? 
So I gave him double. And he put the, the, the law down. He said, I will pay you back in a week. I said, okay. And it was some reason that I feel like the Lord was just showing me, just, just let him set the rules. He said, I'll pay you back in a week. I said, okay. I didn't say, it's all right, don't worry about it. I said, okay. The week comes by and he calls me. He goes, hey man, things, things are, didn't work out the way I thought. I thought I was going to get on this job and everything else. But um, he said, I'll have your money for you next week. I said, okay. Next week came, and the next week came, and I haven't heard from him since. I'm okay with that. Because what was going to happen was he handed me the money. I was going to say, keep it. I want to be a blessing to you. I'm not upset about the money because I was showing him grace. My dad told me one time, he said, don't ever loan anything that you, you can't afford to lose. Right? And it was, he set the stipulations. I didn't care. I, could, I knew that I could do that. But what happened was this. What happened was this. He missed out on so much more. See, while my heart was heavy, I wanted him to see love in action. But he wasn't to a place to receive that. Years ago, man, that has got to be eight years ago. Hide nor hair. So what happened was that couple of bucks actually robbed him in the end of our relationship, of a safe place, of somebody that was willing to help. Please, I'm not elevating myself because I've been on the other side of all that too, okay? first son are you the second son or are you trying to be more like the third son there's always work for each one of us to do and I'm speaking to me first but when I go through this and, and, and I, I relive this story in my own life I go man I want to be more like Jesus Lord forgive me that many times I'm not more like Jesus Lord, help me to be more like Jesus so that I can reveal the Father. That's the Father's Day message, amen? amen? Let us pray. Father God, I praise your name and I thank you, Lord. I pray that anything that was said here, Lord, I do not want any elevation for me, all elevation to you. Lord, I, I use those stories to, to real life stories to share that, man, life hurts sometimes. Life is, is messy sometimes, but you are good. And Father, I thank you so much that you would be willing to come bring us the robe, to come kiss our necks, to put the ring on our fingers and sandals on our feet and say, Son, daughter, you were dead, but you can be alive in me. off your heavenly father will come to you I believe as we're talking now whether you're listening or you're here I believe that God is tugging on your heart Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart to say come back home don't clean up don't get the excuses just come home turn from your sin and turn to God Today is the day 
Don't let another minute go by. Don't let another day go by. Stop holding grudges. Stop, stop, woulda, shoulda, coulda. Stop, well, he did that. She said that. Mama did that. This one did that. Let it go. That is not the heart of the Father. His heart is unity. His heart is love. And his heart is peace. And his heart is grace. And I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody that it's always perfect and we never have a bad time. You just saw it through the story that Jesus illustrated there. Like I said, the most, the most intense story that he shared in the parables, Jesus spent more time on this. He starts with the lost sheep. He said, which one of you? Here we go. The value of that sheep was so much, you'd leave the 99 to go get the one. He goes into about the coin, that the coin was lost, and there was rejoicing. And then he goes and, and, and seals the deal with this, that there was a son lost. There's a daughter lost today. There's somebody lost today that God is saying, come home now. Don't put it off another day. Don't put it off another minute. You say, how do I come home? You say, Lord, forgive me. Father, I'm here. I'm turning from my sin and I'm turning to you. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Lord, come into my life and forgive me. Help me to walk this new life. Today, save me. And the Bible says that whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And Lord, give us the power of your spirit living in us as believers to live this out in a way that is pleasing to you. When we stumble, help us to get back up. Help us to remember the robe that you put on, the robe of righteousness. Lord, when we, when we fall, remember that we have a, a, a ring that says that we are yours. Lord, when we, we can't make it any further and we're just tired that we have the shoes of the gospel that you fitted us with. Lord, that we can walk and we can go and that we can grow. Because you tell us as a child of God, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Happy Father's Day, Lord. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray you enjoy the message. Share that with somebody today. And I'm going to tell you, God's doing a work in your heart. Amen.